So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. I am seated in this amazing group of individuals who are just incredible video creators. Specifically, they're crushing it with long-form video content. So we live in a world right now where everybody's talking about TikToks and YouTube Shorts and Instagram Reels and short-form vertical video content, but there is still so much amazing opportunity in the landscape of long-form content like YouTube, also Facebook, also Instagram, and elsewhere. And so today we're gonna have a pretty technical conversation about what's happening in these folks' businesses because of long-form video content. I wanna get under the hood of the car, so to speak, and really break it down. So I've got Phil Gertis, David Caldwell, Erica Wolf, the wolf of real estate, Jeremy Knight, Chris Kwan, Christoph Chu, Brad McCallum, Tim Macy, Ray Ellen, and me, Jason Pantana, asking the questions to talk today about what are y'all doing that's making video work in your businesses? So just kind of kicking things off real quick. I wanna know how did it start, how's it going, in the context of how did you start with video and how's it going right now? Um, my name's Ray, real estate agent in Arkansas. Yeah, it's, I just said that. Oh, oh it's <laughs> It's not going very well. No, uh, no, it's it's going really well. Um, I started my first little listing video was with my iPhone, and I basically got really good at holding my hand like this, and I would do like an intro to the property, and then I would show uh, photos through on iMovie, and that would do the outro, and that was the first listing video way back in the day. So um, we've graduated from there, of course. We do a lot more professional stuff now, but that's the main part of our long-form content are those listing videos, so it's going well. Sweet, I love it. Can't wait to break those down. Tim, um, start, how's it going? It's going well, it's going well. Yeah, Good. It's great. I mean, really? Like, tell me the real story. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, it's, it's going great. We, uh, I started making like music videos and messing around with video editing when I was in high school. Um, and like then, your music videos or no for other people. Okay. But, uh, yeah, no, not, not for me, but, um, I decided that, you know, I had to stop making videos and, and go get a real job and, and do something with my life. And then I got into real estate and realized that all the stuff I was doing yeah. when high school is now yeah. really the thing that's going to help me out now. So we've done real estate videos, family videos, just all sorts of different type of video, uh, content that I think stays in front of people and gets people to know us and yeah. so we've built this following that just really not just knows me and my business but knows me and my family and they, yeah. they love and we've made videos that lets people be a part of our family and also be a part of our business and that's kind nice. of uh how we've been doing well love it brad all right yeah so i got started uh in video about three and a half years ago uh uploaded my first video to YouTube at that time. And I, I went all in from day one. I, I went and dropped like eight grand on my, on my visa. I bought a gimbal, a Sony camera, a couple of high-end lenses, and just thought, I'm gonna do this. I know this works. I fall for advertising all the time, so why wouldn't I fall <laughs> for making a house look beautiful too, right? So I started off there, and then uh, surprisingly, one of the few things in my life I've been really consistent at is creating content. So I, I just fell in love with the process of seeing beautiful images on the back of the camera, trying new ideas, getting creative with it. And uh, because I've been fortunate enough to, to stay with it, my, my own skills have grown. Yeah. 
brought other people in to, to assist now with it. And we've created a YouTube channel that gets watched basically 15 minutes for every one minute of real time. Wow. So we get massive viewership, over 18,000 subscribers, and uh, it's quickly helped me rock my own real estate business. Love that, man. It's incredible. I can't wait to break that down. The man, the myth, the legend, Christoph <laughs> So uh, my video journey actually started, I was thinking about it. Um, in 2007, I think it was, I had a $30 million listing, which was the most expensive home in the west side area where I work. And a couple TV shows wanted to do TV shows about it. Yeah. So I learned from the pros on television how to do it, so I did that. But surprisingly, I didn't continue that journey. I just did it for the TV, and I didn't think about doing it on my own. And at the Tom Ferry one-on-one retreat in the desert with Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary and Tom are like, you're Mr. Beverly Hills, your life sells are the rich and famous. And Gary said, be a DJ for content in your community. Mm -hmm. And Tom talked about flip cams. So that afternoon, I went to the good guys or best and bought a flip cam, did my first video on the balcony of the hotel. Good guys. <laughs> good guys. Did you say the good guys? The yeah. good guys? Okay. And, uh, and I basically did a silly video saying, what am I doing in 118 degrees in the middle of Palm Springs in the, in the summertime, right? And I talked about the conference. So that was my first video. It's still on my YouTube channel. And I just started creating. I, I felt very comfortable on the platform. I was doing Britain blogs, but I'm not a writer. And it would sure. take me hours to write a blog and post the photos. I'm like, forget that. I'm just going to do videos. So I just started doing it. And I just, I've, I've had six, seven different cameras. Um, now I use my iPhone, basically. I have production videos. But I just keep trying different things and testing. And now the world is changing so quickly. Sure. I'm, I'm reinventing it again. I'm like, okay, what can I do different? How can I be the leader of the pack again? But what put me on the map for videos is I think my first production video, I did a helicopter tour of the most expensive homes in Los Angeles. That'll do it. Yeah, and that time they were like $100 million plus. And wow. um, that was a really fun project. And I think we've had like 3 million views of that video over a couple platforms. But that's kind of how it started. And, and what's the subscriber base like on YouTube now? If you uh, Right now know. we're 34,000 subscribers, that's I think. Awesome. Yeah. And that's completely organic. I've never paid or done an ad on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, I just try to create content that's interesting or that I think the consumer needs or wants. And, um, and you know, the driving tours seem to be the most popular. Okay. Like my big expensive fancy houses, not necessarily, but the driving tours, that's... That's because they like listening to you talk and watching you take them around the town. <laughs> that's all about you, man. They like my voice for some reason. They and my do. silly laugh. So, yeah. so that's how it started. Love it. Yeah. All right. Appreciate it, Christoph. Chris Kwan, as the sun is... In yes. your eyes, yes. as you're melting. So in 2000, no. Uh, so yeah, flashback to 2013. I actually joined this company, and the uh, the boutique owner at the time started doing these lifestyle videos where he introduced actors and people. And at that time, nobody was doing video, but yeah. nobody was doing videos with lifestyle characters in it. And so this was kind of our thing. This is it was a very small company, and we started making these videos with lifestyle actors and just introducing the lifestyle of the home and the community and all that sort of stuff. And that's kind of what really started for me in kind of in this career of like you know video editing and video yeah. content creating all that stuff. And then now, like five, like four, four years later, I started to really dive into it with like family stuff, and I really wanted to. What I wanted to go with was I wanted to show people who I was, sure. not necessarily just the real estate aspect of it. So if you look at my stuff, it's really mixed in with a lot of real estate, family, some food, but that's really the bulk of it. And that for me has helped me build the reputation of, oh, I can relate to this person because that's who my consumer is. And so unknowingly, I was speaking to my consumer and that's pretty much who the people I work with now and it's been phenomenal. Awesome, man. Thank you, Chris. Jeremy Knight. Hi, Jeremy Knight. Also, uh, long, time, long time viewer, first time talker. What is it? How's it going? <laughs> uh, 
So yeah, so my journey is a little bit different. I mean, I, I started how a lot of people do in YouTube where I would film a listing video, throw it up and not watch it get any views. And so after a couple of years of doing this, uh, I, I realized that I needed to change my content and I started looking at what people are actually searching for in my market. Obviously I'm in a hot market. So I started looking at what people are actually searching for and started making content related to that. And so from there, uh, I've grown my YouTube channel. We're over 10,000 subscribers. I get at least five to 10 inbound leads per day. Um, I never once sell myself on the YouTube channel. I'm just giving people information. And so it, what's impressive is that people say, oh, you're that scuzzy YouTuber, realtor that- <laughs> They really say trying that? To, I mean, this is the comments I get in the comment section. You're just trying to get business. I go, where on my channel have I ever asked for business? People organically want to work with me because they understand I'm giving them information and I'm being honest with them. And they like, you know, sometimes uh, blunt and uh, uh, just straight to the point doesn't work for people. Um, some people it does. And so I try to give people just the information as quick as possible that they're going to want to hear and the stuff they need to know and be blunt about it, you know. And that's that. it's, it's done well for my channel. And it's all organic. Uh, same thing as Christoph. I don't spend any money on, on advertising. I don't do... I mean, my, my spend on anything is very low. Okay, love it. Thank you, Jeremy. Wolf on Wolf of Real Estate, Erica Wolf. Hello. Um, well, I guess my journey started a little bit different from everyone else here. Back in 2011, there was an app called Snapchat that Never came out. Never heard of it. Just and kidding. I <laughs> was just having fun. And after a buyer would leave, a seller would leave, another agent would leave, I'd like recreate whatever the story was with these filters and pretend to be multiple people. And on Snapchat, I got a lot of people saying, oh my gosh, you're so funny, this is great. And I was like, oh my gosh, I think I'm gonna share it to Facebook. I think I'm gonna download it and I think I'm gonna share it to Facebook. And I did, and everyone was like, you're amazing. And then in my messages, they're like, I've been thinking about buying a house. There it is. And I'm like, wait, what? This is actually working. Uh -huh. So I started exploring. Um, I made more short videos of like, here's this house that I sold. Here's a house like going through like that. I realized there really was something to it um, and took several courses and learned how to do ad funnels, which started the long form videos, more educational community based and listing based content. Yep. And that is pretty much what most of my content is around. I've had a couple pieces that have done well organically, but honestly, most of my stuff um, is yeah, that'll be That'll be fun to get into because you could toss the mic to DC here because there's gonna be this dichotomy between organic SEO driven YouTube content, long form video content versus paid viewership. So David Caldwell, say hi. I'm David Caldwell. Um, I'm. I said this in the last, uh, the last mastermind too. I'm the least prolific marketer here, um, and my my video journey is still getting started. But as a time leverage over the last couple of years, I've gotten really into video to have these one to many conversations versus one to one. So it's been going really great. Love that. All right. Last but not least. Oh, the shoes again, the Phil Gertis. Phil Gertis out of Annapolis, Maryland. I'm a real estate agent. That's not how she you gotta does it. Got to get those shoes it? in there too. Just get it. Yeah. Okay. Got to get those so, shoes. So, um, you know, we talked a little bit before about how I started in real estate, but one thing 
you know, when I heard Ray talk about his video that he posted, I remembered actually the first listing video I ever posted and it was the best listing video I've ever done. I was outside, it was insanely windy. I was just really into it and you couldn't hear a word I said because my iPhone was on a tripod and um, oh I didn't have a mic. I put it out anyway. Yeah, man. <laughs> I was in front of the start house. somewhere. Yeah, and that's exactly how I started. So that was about uh, four, four years ago uh, when I put that video out. And um, ever since then, we've done a lot of both short and long form. We started a vlog. Uh, we put a vlog out every two weeks, and we just switched that up. We can talk about more. And then um, I have another series called Phil's Facts where – I look up what people are interested in yeah. uh, in knowing, and then I always start with a really, really dumb dad joke, um, which <laughs> I am very proud to say that my team has made it very clear that I've gotten very good at making my own up now. So you uh, and Tim Macy should do like a collaboration on like oh, a dude. video of you guys like no 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 you got to make the punchline this yeah It'd be hilarious I mean I'm I'm a killer dad joker so uh, so now long form and short I really do enjoy long form because I, like you said I think that there is definitely a place for it still and yeah. uh, people will still get hooked and, and sit and watch and be attracted to it all right so let's do this real quick I want to go around pretty rapid fire answers. Um, what is your best performing piece of content? I'm assuming it's a recurring piece of content, not like a, I had this one video go viral and boom, that's so wonderful. Cause like, you know, you mentioned the helicopter tour, but that's not exactly repeatable. So what's your best performing piece of repeatable content and what is your top platform? Let's go, let's just go backwards. Um, I'd say right now Phil's facts. Uh, it's just, it produces very consistent results. And the thing I like about it most is because of where my office is in my town, I will consistently be walking to go grab something to eat and someone I do not know has watched Phil's facts and they say, hey, I loved your joke today. And then I'm like, well, what did we put out? What was the actual joke? Because I filmed that I three weeks ago. Yeah, because yeah. I didn't post it. <laughs> um, so Phil's facts uh, is, is definitely the best long form. Um, and then what was the second question? What's the platform where you have the most acceleration or best Instagram. results? Okay, yeah, definitely cool. Instagram. Let's go DC. Ours are market updates, but really what they are are like the answering the question of what a buyer or a seller should expect in the market right now. Okay. And that's all on YouTube. In your local market, and it's local on YouTube. Market. And is it YouTube paid or organic? It's paid. Okay. All right. Sweet. Erica. Okay. I think you had two questions. Is what is our best performing What's your best video? Performing video series or okay, show. Okay, so not necessarily by views in a sense, but by lead generation, who's I'll actually picked up the that. phone and call me, is um, my Welcome to Jupiter okay. video. Um, and repeatable content, honestly, I love doing seller education videos. Great. So. Okay, and then what's the platform where you're getting the best results? Facebook. Okay, really, Facebook, even, though, okay, great. Paid or organic or both? Both. All right, sweet. Business page or personal page or both? Both. All right, sweet. Jeremy, you're up. So my number one and only platform that I really am on is on YouTube. Uh, the content that I would do is all about different things about Austin. So uh, I would say that the content that gets me the most is just being organic and natural, talking about what's going on yeah. in Austin and talking about those things, what to expect when you're coming to Texas, things like that. So that's what's mine, I pay zero dollars. So something, just to kind of go deeper on yours, because I, I definitely want to kind of break down your channel a lot today. We were talking all day yesterday at our mastermind that you have four pieces of content you create. I think it was market updates, or you don't call it that, but market right. updates, news that affects your local housing market, yeah. luxury, and what was the fourth one? Just Austin neighborhoods. Just Austin neighborhoods. 
How yeah. much of your video content is you sitting at a desk talking to a camera versus you in the field? 99%. I, mean, I would love to have the time. I, what I always run into is when I actually get out somewhere and want to film something, like I get creators block instantly and I'm like, oh, I forget it. I'll just take some B-roll and then do something later. So yeah. I, I like to be able to think and process what I'm actually gonna do a video on yep. and then sit down and just word vomit the video. Love that. And I think what's gonna be awesome about this like breakdown is you got guys like Brad McCallum who are crushing it with on-site beautiful listing videos, but then here's you at a desk filming content and freaking crushing it on, you, on YouTube, you said. Yeah. All right, let's go Chris Kwan. Top platform, top piece of content. So I don't have like a, a video that I, that has produced like viral like uh, statistics for me. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on in. Hey, who's that? Who's that guy? I don't know this guy. We'll have to do an introduction. Do, video? He needs does to he do, do the. Video? Get him on camera. <laughs> so so we did a how to start and how to, how's it going introduction. Yeah. Can we have the mic? Let's go, to Tom, real quick. Yeah. We'll come back to Chris. We're doing, say hi to the camera. Hi, camera. At your office. I'm really camera shy. Okay, what's the question? So how did it start with video and how's it going? Uh, I was on MySpace and my kids said, have you seen YouTube? I went on YouTube and I was like, oh, this is really good. Um, about probably seven months later, I got hooked up with Gary V. Gary, like, was, I was watching all of his content, and I'm like, well, if somebody could talk about wine, then I can talk about real estate. And then I just started, like, getting in front of a camera. For me, a camera back then was a flip video camera. Yep. You guys remember that? Um, yep. And it started horribly, but yep. I would say that my timing was good because I was early. What was bad is that nobody was watching any content back then. So yeah. the, the platform hadn't evolved to what it is today. Uh, where do we stand today? Um, I, YouTube's kind of a thing. They're watching. Yes, <laughs> thank you. Point. Thank you so much for watching. <laughs> watching. Please like, share. What was the? Uh, and if you like more of this, you can go over here to the Brad story, and then over here to the yes. Um, so no. So video, ten years ago was a thing. Yeah. Today, video is if if you're not a video first marketer in this world, recognizing the power of an iPhone or whatever Droid, whatever device you use, it is the way. Now you all see. Now it's who can have the most creativity, who can be the most authentic, who can find their voice, who can truly passionately be themselves and then be the best version of themselves on video yeah. and find your tribe. That's yeah. the game today. That is, and so like right now we're talking about long form content. So we just had a mastermind on some short form content and we're gonna really just brain share what are they doing with long form content that absolutely builds their business. And Chris, I'm curious for you, what's that best piece of content and what's the platform you're killing it on? So I don't have a best piece of content. You I'm, are I'm the different. best piece of content. Yeah. No, right. You. Yeah. It's no. you. Please. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but in terms of like a video per se, I don't have like a video that's like, oh, that was the one that I identify with, but it's more of the consistency of being put out there. And just so what's the platform where you're getting the best results? Now it's Instagram. Okay. In the beginning, it was Facebook for sure. Absolutely by far. Algorithms has changed, but the Instagram platform has been phenomenal. And I think what's special about you, for anybody who follows you, they already know this, your videos are so super creative that it doesn't matter what the recurring episode is, it's more like a wait and see what Chris does next. And people are, they're literally tuned in for, for what you're doing, which is incredible. I'll see you later. All right, Christoph, you already kind of alluded to this, but best piece of content, top platform. Uh, top platform has always been Google. Uh, because I was one of the first adopters at that time, no agents were doing real estate videos. And for SEO, we had a new website, we were doing the videos, and 
most of my buyers were coming from Google searches of the neighborhoods, primarily the neighborhood driving tours. Yeah. That's, and that's consistent. I mean, they typically had 40 to 60,000 views for those tours. Then I went more hyper-local, yep. not just a neighborhood, but like specific streets. Like there's the most, ex most exclusive street in the West Coast called Mapleton Drive, and I've sold like four houses on there. And their price points now are 20 to 150 million. So I, I have to do it again. But every three or four years, I do the same. It's two blocks. And I talk about every house, what it sold for five years ago, who, who's living there if I can. So those are the number ones. But for me, it's always been Google because that's where consumers start. Oh, let's look Beverly Hills Homes or Bel Air. And, but now the difference is there's so many people doing videos. I used to be seven to eight of the 10 videos per page on Google. Now I'm two to three. So I've got to figure out how to get back with much more content. So, and that's uh, the answer, much more, more, a lot more content. Yeah. yeah, So love that. Yeah. All right, the, the OG. Brad, what's your best piece of content recurring and where's it getting all the love platform-wise? Yeah, for sure. So what we did was, uh, we're known for our listing video tours that we do share on smaller versions on TikTok. We do a lot of business on Instagram with those as well, but primarily our foundation is YouTube. Uh, we do listing tours of homes, of any home that we sell. Uh, but what we thought we would do is make a series out of the most exciting ones, the million dollar ones, the ones yeah. that people are most curious about getting inside. So we call it million dollar tours off of you know million dollar listings, New York or yep. LA. And uh, that's our best performing stuff. Okay, love it. And it's YouTube pretty much? Yeah, YouTube is where we get uh, the viewership, the audience, and the longest tail on the, on the content we create. I love it. Hey, Tom, I'm gonna, what's, your, what's your most successful piece of content and what's the top platform for us? Courtney, <laughs> Kelsey, Brandon, <laughs> help. Uh, most successful, I would say time period specifically and show would be this week in housing. And I would say from the beginning of the pandemic all the way through until about May of 2021. Yeah. That, that people really held on to us throwing a, a life preserver saying, you're going to be okay. You're yeah. not going to sink. The world is not going to fall apart. This is how we win with data. Right? You're never going to convince somebody that is in a completely panicked, lunatic state of anything other than that. But once they calm down to be able to say, here's the data, here's what's going on, the world isn't falling apart, people are still buying and selling real estate. So I would say that, but at the end of the day for me, it's, it's YouTube yeah. and it's whatever's hot in the moment. Yep. But YouTube is the, is the mother load. Like if you're not killing YouTube, you're not killing video. Yeah. Like period, end of story. Like all, all TikTokers, all, all Instagram reels, all of that stuff just needs to be on another channel that people can consume in that short form content, plus inside what YouTube is now making available. Um, and then I have to say, like Facebook, we all talked about, like Facebook in the very beginning was, was legendary. And now Facebook is great for advertising and not much for anything else. Yeah, yeah. it's good for groups. Yeah, it's good for yeah. groups. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think, uh, <laughs> uh, I think there's, there's two sides. There's getting new business and staying in front of our audience. So there's building an audience and staying in front of our audience. And so my best audience building videos have been the local San Antonio videos, the pros and cons, the best downtown neighborhoods are probably the, the two that get me the most. I just watched this video, can you help me buy a house? Like those are the... the what about on the scooters? So the scooter video is probably good on, that, that's a good Facebook example. Then I have we should link all that up. engaging videos of, uh, of me riding on a scooter, going through downtown to get yeah. to a house. I've got like uh, the last... Disney vacation we went yeah. on, which was just uh, got back a couple weeks ago. I filmed it all on my iPhone, so I was like, "Hey, 
Disney vacation, shot it on the iPhone, and it's great. It's got slow-mo. I put the phone under the water, and people are like, you put your phone under the water? Like, yeah, they're waterproof. Um, but that is people reach out to me, and they're like, I want to go to Disney World. Can you come with me to film my vacation? By the way, my sister's coming into town, and she needs to buy a house. Wow. Right? Like, it's a great way. Like, all our family stuff, all those non-real estate stuff just keeps us in front of people, and then I don't have to call them to check in because I'm check like. They're following us every day. Yeah. So. yeah. Are you going to do a video on your mother-in-law? You should. You should. Yeah. Uh, that, that's like a, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That, that would be a, Yes, you should. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think their story. What's the hook for that? Does everyone know what we're talking about? No. no. So, so we're, we're buying a house. A story. Yeah, we're buying a house for our in-laws, and they do. They have a story that means a lot to me. Obviously, means a lot to my wife. Um, and I do want to tell that story. Uh, but I just got to figure out the the right way to do it, but I'm definitely going to do it for sure. Brad, I think Brad's got the way. The most important sale of my career. You know, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be more provocative than that because the story is so heartfelt and so meaningful. Yeah. So, okay, I'll t I'm going to, here's a quick story that I did on a sort of, sort of a similar situation. Some friends of ours, um, they, for about 10 years, they'd been fighting uh, to get the doctors to take responsibility for denying their son oxygen yes. in the first day of his life. So after 10 years of fighting, uh, they finally got the doctors to sign off. Now, their, their child, severely handicapped, needed 24-hour-a-day uh, you know, care, meaning that they were like two ships passing in the night. Like they would work. The one spouse would go during the day, come home, take care, and while the other spouse would go and work a night shift just to provide the care that they needed. Wow. So... We got this, um, that we'd been looking for a month. They just won the court case. It was just a nightmare trying to get this all closed, to get the funds released out of trust and all that stuff. They finally could buy a home and afford care for their child. And so I thought, you know, I'm going to just take my camera and just get this like little three-second video of me like handing them the keys, right? And I love these people dearly. Now, they were 10 minutes late, and I'm like, okay, um, I'll just put the camera on and just tell the story really quickly. And I tell the story. They come in. They're, you know, they're, they're bringing in with Tenwa, this, like, beautiful little boy. And, you know, they lay him down, you know, on the floor. They're giddy with excitement. Uh, you know, I brought some champagne. We pour a glass. And they do what every person does when they first buy their home. They go to the farthest point in the house, like the deepest corner where they can see the most of the house. And she looks at it all, and she's like, ah. I'm going to set it up just the way I want. And it was just this like moment and we followed them around the house and they're joking and they go to the bathroom, the ensuite, and he's like, oh, which sink is mine? And she's like, oh, you're in the main bathroom, right? Like they're, <laughs> they're like laughing and we got this two and a half minute story and it's just so, so beautiful, right? Now, fast forward about three years ago, just a super sad situation a few months ago. She just passed, passed dropped down dead. And unfortunately, left him with his, uh, with his son. Now, it's a very tough time, but their son has such a deep uh, issues with, this, uh, with, with his health that they're not sure that he really understands that his mom is gone. But they go back, and he'll play that video, and his son will, will look around and, and respond to it. So these things that we do, these stories that we can tell, uh, I have no idea if that ever got me a transaction, <laughs> but uh, I don't care, right? right. But it's, a ma it's an amazing piece of like, humanity that I got like, the privilege of being able to, to share. And there's just no other, 
there's nothing else that I could do to tell someone I care, I love about them, I'm in it with you, or I'm invested with you than sharing their story. Hey, it's Tom Ferry. Question, what's your favorite social media platform? Are you big on Insta? Do you love to tweet? No matter where you answer, I'd love for you to connect with me there. All you gotta do is just type in at Tom Ferry and follow and let's you and I connect. I wanna be able to deliver the right content, the right ideas, the ways to help you grow your business, stay fired up, keep moving, be in action and run plays that work and the platform that matters most to you. So subscribe and I'll see you there soon. So we, not nearly as deep of a situation, but we used to shoot something called real client reviews. And it was at the end of the settlement, my marketing manager would come in, I would step out of the room and she would just ask a couple questions. And this couple, I sold their home so they could move closer to their grandparents. And they were, the, the wife's very quiet, but the husband, he's very outgoing and talkative and a big burly guy like no one you would think you're going to really get a heart from and he cries the entire video about how thankful he is and how amazing the the process was but the catch was they lost forty thousand dollars in the sale and they never cared it was it was never about the money for them it was they felt like they were so far under this house just being able to get away from it just changed their lives. And it literally did. Their, their kids are in Michigan. They finally can move to Michigan. And now, every day, I kid you not, every day, this man sends me a Facebook message. Phil, you should talk about this on video. <laughs> Phil, you'd be great at this on video. <laughs> and he just follows and follows and follows. So it's really, like, those connections, like, that's the killer. That's really Do you know it. What, you know what stands out? Like, this, I love where this conversation's moving. And I, I even go back to what you were saying, Jeremy, earlier on, where it's like, People can leave their comments, but you're like, I'm just trying to give the value, just give the information, because I think that's my calling in this matter. Yeah. And, and I think about a conversation we were having before the cameras were rolling and everything. We were talking about when you're nervous about speaking or when you're nervous about getting on video, that it means you're thinking too much inwardly about yourself and how's this gonna make me look and what are people gonna think about me? But the reality is you have to turn it around and think, what is it I can do with my gift, with my craft yeah. to add value? Like, if you're a real estate agent, you're making calls. Why do you make your calls? You make your calls because you have valuable information, you wanna help people. You make your videos because you got something that you can utilize in your skill set to help people. And I think it's amazing to be in a room here, or a courtyard, with all these people who are technically unbelievably skilled um, with what you do with video. But at the heart of all that, the technical skill set has been something you've built over time, but it all started with the why, in terms of why did you start doing this? Not, not because, oh, I should do it, so I should go get business. But every one of you, literally every one of you are like, I'm artistically interested in this. I see it as a skill where I can contribute in my community with this. And I absolutely love that about everybody in here. It's, it's, it's neat because you, I heard a story about you a little while ago while I was in the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah? Stories? Tell us yeah. more about that. Okay. Yeah, so he was saying that... I was there too, actually. <laughs> yeah, he walked in the bathroom and you're down there cleaning the floor of the bathroom. And, and this was yesterday. And when I was listening to that, honestly, the first thing that popped in my mind was what you just said. And it reminded me, everything I've always done that has worked has been in service. 100%. So instead of, I want to put great great content out like how do i serve in my way how do i give myself away and then that will be great content oh yeah so 100 percent all right let's go tom 
for the record, I wasn't the one that was missing. <laughs> just to be clear. It's just pride for our community in this location. That's yeah. really all it was. Uh, okay, I actually have to, I have to leave, so I'm going to... You can either stop the cameras or not, but I have to give everybody a hug a box. Yeah. All right, well, let's do a little time out, because i got to say goodbye to you, too. Did you need to reset any of the recording anyway? Uh, yeah, 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 I need to get back. Yeah. All right, go for it. Let's take a break. Thank you so much. All right, I, I love the people in this conversation. Um, we've lost a few of our folks here, so <laughs> we're back. <laughs> to finish the conversation, I want to kind of transition into some of the technical aspects of your craft and what you guys do. So talk to us real quick and like, actually, let's do it like this. Let's imagine we're all like coaching up somebody who wants to get going on YouTube, for instance. What is our advice for them from a technical standpoint, from a creative standpoint? What are your performance hacks to get the best results out of your videos? <laughs> who wants the mic? Anybody else? Anybody else? <laughs> uh, one thing that I've definitely noticed from hanging around so many of these amazing people is that they've really mastered one thing. They've mastered one thing. Brad has mastered listing videos. Jeremy's mastered yeah. his explaining videos. And you guys have mastered running the ads and doing the funnel. And yeah. we get so many ideas thrown at us all the time. I would take all of them and focus on mastering one before you go try to do a bunch of other stuff. Uh, and my only other technical tidbit is I make these videos, people are like, oh man, how do you edit? How do you do whatever? I literally just cut clips. I don't have any crazy transitions. I just cut clips to music, like a good song, good clips, nothing crazy. Um, and so just start getting footage and clipping it together. Really simple, no graphics, no transitions. Um, and that's a good place to start. Okay, love it. Christoph. So my best advice for everyone is first of all, just do it. Don't overthink it. Don't worry about how you look, what you're going to say. But do invest in, obviously, a good camera. You know, I mean, good iPhone, I should say. A lot of you yeah. use cameras. Uh, I bought so many cameras over the years. I don't like them the two. I just use my iPhone. Get a great tripod or two or three. Great little light kit. Yep. Um, but just just try it. And you can always delete it and then record it again. I mean, it's people overthink, oh, how do I look? How am I going to do it? Uh, just do it. And that's, that's what I've always done. I just try it. I do it. And... You know, I'm natural about it and people like that. So I think. Can I ask you a question, Christoph? Yes, of course. How much of what you did was I just did it and it turned out some of these things worked and some of them didn't work and I found what people enjoyed based upon trying new things? Um, all of it, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, I mean. Good. That was my loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really personally love the production videos. I love thinking about it, creating the story, and coming out with a beautiful product. But that's not what the consumers love. The consumers like the real, the raw, I mean, just walking around. I call it a virtual showing, just virtually showing them the house as if they're right there with me yeah. behind the camera. So, yeah, I think just it's, it's all just testing and trying, testing and trying. And I don't really look at what doesn't perform. I mean, I kind of know. Yeah. Uh, but like my, my market update videos like you do, nobody seems to care about those in my area. Just not at all. They just very few views on those. So just, just whatever. And I think for me, if I have a thought or a concept or an idea, just try it out. You have nothing to lose. I think I think Brad would like to do a show and tell. Uh, so you, can you can somebody <laughs> can somebody hold the mic? And I thought to myself, my God, uh, all that stuff. All right. So I mean, so the one thing I'd say to that here's the like the counterpoint that I would have is just that yeah yeah your iPhone does 4K video, it doesn't do this. This also shoots 4K video. This does a few things. What, what is different. this? Tell me what this is. Yeah, so this here is a Crane 3S. This is a gimbal, essentially, that just makes the camera movement nice and, nice and smooth. 
Uh, this here's a Sony A7S III camera. Basically, the important part of that is that it shoots 4K 120 frames per second. That's the only thing okay. that I bought this camera for, which means it does a lot of data. Now, let's go technical for a second. Yeah. What is the benefit of 120 frames per second for a guy who shoots listing videos? Cinematic. It's okay. just cinematic. Like the ultra slow motion, that the, the shot of like the fireplace coming on. Like the so when, fly, I, when the I go to your channel and I see those really smooth, almost slow motioned, yeah. super smooth shots, does that mean you're filming at 120 frames a second? That's right, but then playing it pretty back. Pretty sure that's Tom's car. <laughs> yeah, Pretty exactly. sure that's Tom. Does that mean you're pretty sure it is? I film it in 120, but I play it back at 24 exactly. frames per second. So it's super and the smooth. 24 is the cinematic one. So 30 is like TV standard. Yeah. 24 frames per second is, uh, is, cinema. is our movies. Yeah, cinema. Okay. And so I go technical with it because I want something that feels just supremely high end and different and better. And that makes up for a lot of the ways that I'm, you know, inadequate. I'm not. Now, counterpoint to that <laughs> is at the end of the day, like anybody watching, they yeah. have to kind of go with what Tim was saying, which is, you know, start with what feels natural to you. Christoph, yeah. start with what feels natural to you. But so much of this should be because you want to do it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Not because you have to do it. And none of this would work if my wife, my kids, myself, my heart, my life, my views, yeah. my values didn't also come through in the videos, right? right. Then it would just be a cheesy you know, presenter, right? But the yeah. goal is to have, just to amplify our ability to tell those stories. That's literally what all these tools are. I love that. All right, and so one could argue that from a, I, I wanna come back to like your on-screen stuff a little bit, but you're worth investing in the gear. Phil, what do you say, man? performance hacks and stuff. I think that one thing that a lot of people when they're starting in video are saying is like, what do I shoot? And for me, I share with my agents, journal the journey. Like that's always our start, journal the journey. Where are you, what are you doing? Tell the world what you're doing and just be completely open with it. And people wanna see the stuff that is the failures. Yeah. Right? People wanna see it. And you'd be shocked because a lot of times when I say that to people, it, it's, People want to see the failures. Oh my goodness, they're going to come down on me. No, they're not. They're going to lift you up constantly. All the comments are going to be, it's all right. You know, you got the next one. And then that's going to trend. And then all the, the numbers start working in your favor. But you got to journal every part of the process. Yeah. You know, so I, I think breaking that down, like yet again, here's another person who video conforms to the person he is and what you're naturally good at. Like you're more of a storyteller, journal, like for somebody who's super technical, they're gonna be like, journal the journey. Yeah. That sounds like a t-shirt, right? And, and maybe that is for some, but at the end of the day, it's like, okay, what does that mean practically? Well, look at your calendar. What do you have going on today? Yeah. What are three things you could shoot videos on? Well, I got an open house this Sunday. Okay, yeah. give me a video topic. I've got a closing, I'm going, great, give me a video topic. You can get super practical about it. And then the reflection that comes from it. I had the open house, here's what happened. Here's one yep. thing that I can pull from it and I wanna share with you, so yeah. Love that. What else in the room? Like. Don't be afraid to get technical or not, but what do you say? I think that one thing we've talked about a lot this week or this week so far, but it hasn't been mentioned yet, is who you're speaking to and audience wise, and then using the tools to like craft the story. Like Brad wants luxury listings. Christoph wants to be in uh, Beverly Hills. Chris was talking about how he wanted to like take over his farm in Irvine. You know, Jeremy, like, the greater city of Austin, right? So who are who are you speaking with? And then how do you go use the tool yeah. to speak to that person? I yeah. think that is a really important starting point that sometimes yeah. people don't think about. Yeah. Totally, love that. Know, know who your audience is. Yeah. yeah.
yeah, Eric, let's go you and then let's go Jeremy. Okay. Okay. So I think that when people are starting out in video, like the number one mistake that they make is watching other real estate agents on video and trying to be that person, right? If you're not funny, don't be funny. Right. If you're serious, be serious. If you look great and want to walk around, like do that. Like whatever is going to grab attention and be authentically you, that's what you should do with keeping in mind like who your target audience is but you will weed out the bad people and you'll win over all the good people yeah. that want to be your clients. And I just think so many people are worried about being somebody else that they're not. I love video. that. I love that. All right, performance. How do you, what do you say to somebody? They're like, I want to get the most out of this. Let me hear your perspective. I think what was just said is very critical because everybody here does something differently on a different platform and it works for them. Um, what I've done with YouTube works for me and my market and it turns out to be awesome to get a lot of leads out of it. So knowing what you're, it's one thing just to have your phone and go shoot around LA, but okay, where is that gonna go, right? Yeah. Or shoot a really cool listening video. What are you gonna actually do with that? How are you gonna get it out there? What platform are you gonna use? That's, I think that's key. The platform you're gonna use, understand it and understand how to grow with it. Yeah. There's a lot of tools, people out there that'll tell you, you know, different tips to, to grow. Just figure out what that medium is going to be and then figure out how to scale that. Is it one, like for me, is it, you know, somebody was talking about doing five videos a week on YouTube. For me, that doesn't work in my content. It's one piece that people are going to see and watch and then do a live stream and then cut up some clips. That's what works for me, but that doesn't work for everybody else. So. Um, it's going to take a lot of trial and error to figure out what is for yeah. anybody that's doing this to figure out what does and doesn't work. I just saw one of my older videos yesterday and I was like, God, that is awful. I can't believe I just, I put that video out there, but it's a crazy performing video because it's not polished. It's not fantastic. It's not, it's not Brad's super cinemagraphic. Did I say that right? Uh, uh, close so enough. Brad, Brad, cinematic. Yeah. Cinemagraphic. That sounds wrong. Yeah. But. Like, it's cinematic. But what's really important no, no, no. is that it's cinemagraphic. It's out there and people are continuing to watch it. So that's what I love about YouTube is that, or what, I mean, Facebook Lives, people are doing those for a long time, but those videos are gone like that. And that's why I hated Facebook Live because I can do, you can do that whole thing with your phone and then put it on Instagram now. But then you could do a whole thing on Instagram pointing to your YouTube channel. Like, hey, by the way, if you like cool stuff like this, like check out my YouTube channel. Well, and the, and the beauty of the YouTube channel is it's, it's more of a search engine. Yeah. So the, the long lasting nature of your content on YouTube, where like you guys have been saying, like you're getting views on videos that were posted years ago and yet they're yeah. still accumulating. Like Brad, you said you're getting what? 15 minutes of watch time per every minute. Was that what it was? Yeah. Per every day? Yeah. That's per nuts. Every, hour, every day, 24 hours a day. Whereas on Facebook and Instagram, Man, two or three days, 24 hours, yeah, you're gone. Yeah. All right, Chris, what you got? I would say that kind of touching on what Tim said earlier, uh, to expand on that is figuring out what you're good at, figuring out what you're not good at, and then finding hacks for the things that you're not good at. And so, for instance, Glenda, she was talking earlier about how if she looks at the camera, it all goes to crap. But if she looks just slightly off at a person, it all comes out naturally. So that's a hack for her to be comfortable on front of the camera. So it's like breaking, like all of us have fears. Like once we all, like all of us have started with some type of a fear of being on the camera, not knowing how to do this. It doesn't look this great. It does, I don't sound great, all that sort of stuff. 
but we all find hacks and ways to get past that. And I think it's important. And for me, I, like when I was doing a lot of video earlier on, I felt like I was in this rabbit hole where I would just fi find out of a problem and go, how do I fix that? How do I find solutions for me to get past that? So if it was, yeah. how do I, I just sound like terrible in the camera. How do I get better audio? Like what mics are out there that'll work with this particular camera that would give me the audio that I'm looking for? Lighting. And then beyond that, it's like, how do I get comfortable on camera? What can I shoot that has the best A-B, you know, A-B test like certain things like your thumbnails and all that sort of stuff. So I think solving a problem after another problem after another problem, just the little things, will, and then looking back and seeing where you come from, that's the progression that I think all of us have, have experienced, which is pretty cool. I think what you're saying is critical because I would imagine there's, you know, like when I, when I create a lot of content on social, I'm training on do this, do that, tips, tactics, and all that kind of stuff. And it seems like most people are like, I want to do video. I feel like I have to do video, but I want to know the end all be all. I want to be at the ending point of what's the gear, what's the lighting, what's the solution to all the problems. And, and to your point, Chris, until I start testing things and seeing what works, I'm not going to identify the right problems. And therefore, I'm not going to find the right solutions. And so what's amazing is this group of people are highly technical, accomplished creators of content and video. But we've all educated Grab that mic. But we've all educated ourselves after playing around with it and realizing the trial and error of it. We didn't just say, well, we sucked at that. Let it go. No, yeah. all of us were in Facebook groups, on forums, on YouTube chats, like messaging each other, trying to figure out how we can make things better. Um, and I think that's something about everybody who's in coaching. They're in coaching because they want to be better. I right? love that. All right, let's do one last question. Uh, well, or go right. I got to feed you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you do. <laughs> uh, so I think, I mean, I think one of the things that we're all kind of talking about is pretty consistent across the board is that it's content over quality. And, uh, you know, Tim said something yesterday where you know, he was like, well, it used to, you could just grab a camera and start doing something. And just the fact that you got over, you know, your fear of being on camera and you were a real estate agent now on film, it was fine, right? That you really didn't have to have great content. And I think we're moving in a direction now where content is king. It's always been king, but it used to be like volume of content. But now I think it's the quality of content. And, and, and quality doesn't necessarily mean HD resolution right. it's necessarily. It's not necessarily high production. It's not necessarily just iPhone. I think it's a good content mix. So, I mean, you have high production, beautiful listing videos, but he also does the cell phone thing walking around. Um, so I think there's going to be you know, <clears throat> trending forward, I think there's going to be a lot more focus on this real estate agent is on camera and it looks good, but do they actually have the chops? Yeah. Is that a real estate agent that's mastered their craft and actually knows what they're talking about? Or is that someone with a good camera? And I think moving forward, that's where it's going to head. So for, for us, we slowly escalated quality. You know, I started with an iPhone four, right? Cause that's the best quality that I had at the time. Um, but we always focus our quality on the clients first. Mm. So our, as we escalated our quality, the first test of that quality wasn't on for us. It wasn't on a YouTube channel when it was just on our listing videos because that represents the product. So we wanted to make sure that we were product facing. So everything that we do, the, the first test of that new quality goes to our clients. Then we find other ways to use it, other ways to integrate it, but we will also test content. And then if that little piece of content does well, then we put more time and quality behind it. 
Um, I started I started testing reels just this past February, I guess it was. We had a huge snow in Arkansas, and people were talking about reels. Dude, that was a great reel. Yeah, I had no idea how to do a reel, so I tested with a personal story about you know sledding, and so I did, actually did that double take uh, the the app, and where you could see my face and where I'm going, like sledding down my hill. But and so my friends saw it and they're like, oh, that's funny. But what I was doing is trying to figure out how the app worked. I was trying to figure out, like, can I use this in the future? Because now that I know what to do, we're going to start to escalate the quality and start to use it for clients and that kind of thing. So I think pretty consistently we've all been talking about the different ways to do things. But the content you guys are putting out is top tier. Let's go Tim and then we'll go Phil. Yeah, I have a thought that I've kind of gotten in the last two days, um, which is – as an industry, a lot of times we look at other agents and try to do more of what they're doing when a lot of the people that are in this room, right, that are leading the way in the content and ideas are looking at other industries and seeing what other creators are doing and bringing it to real estate. And so don't be so inspired by what other realtors are doing. Be inspired by what other content creators are doing and figuring out how to, how to adapt that for what real you estate. Do. Because, yeah. you know, Jeremy talks about and when he was talking about how he puts out a video and then the next over the next couple of weeks there's a couple of people that have just copied his video and it will never be as good and it will never have the same impact. No, nah, imitation is the ultimate sign of flattery, right? Yeah, and, and so go outside of realtor world to find your ideas. The other big negative I've seen is that we look for feedback from other realtors and not enough from our audience. Mm-hmm. So we're hearing like agents say, "Oh, you got on a scooter in a listing video, it's so unprofessional." Right. It, but I'm not listening to my audience and my audience is saying that's great. You know, and so yeah, listen, yeah. listen more to your <laughs> exactly. audience than you do other agents. Um, and that's what I love about YouTube. I am always wondering this like racks my brain. Did they like it? Did they not like it? Let me watch it again. I think that was too long. I don't think they like it. Nobody, nobody's liking it. I don't know what's going on. Right. And that's the whole yeah. thing that goes on in my head. The great thing about YouTube is if you have an audience on YouTube and you put a video out, there's no question. You're like, oh yeah, they liked it for the first 20 seconds, and then the you know viewers dropped off. What happened there? Like, it's so much data in YouTube analytics. You take the guessing out of it. You take a lot of the opinions out of it, and you can just study the data and say, oh, I've got to talk more about the housing crash. That's not going to. Well, come. And, and at that point, it becomes not about letting your audience tell you what content to make, but letting your audience tell you how to optimize the content you're making. Yeah, which you don't get on Facebook. Yeah. That's why I like YouTube. Yeah. So, yeah, the whole key to maximizing your all of your content's exposure is to optimize purely for humans, right? That's the only thing the algorithm is looking at is what humans are doing. And what's cool about YouTube versus the other platforms is they give you the insights to go and then crush it on other platforms because True. there might be a slightly different attention span or intent to the viewers, uh, you know, um, um, clicking on your video or watching that video. But on YouTube, they actually have to press play. There's no autoplay there, right? So there's just so much more data that you can get from whether or not someone actually clicked through a video based on that image that you showed them. I love that. Let's go Phil. Just to go back to one thing Ray said, and I think it's important for people that are watching this that are not super, super tech savvy, because that's not me. I'm not that, you guys are far more techie than I am. There is a difference. Trust me. Just kidding. Uh, There is a very big difference between production quality and content quality. They are not the same thing. So before, in my opinion, you focus on production quality, 
focus on content quality. It's great. And words. then add in everything that you heard. Know who you're talking to. Be passionate about what you're talking about. You know, deliver on who you are and all those things. And then level up. iPhone four to five, and sit, and then and now you're picking up a camera, and then that amazing thing that you have there, like it, <laughs> right? Like I have no, I, I wanted to touch that Is yesterday that an and NFT? I said, I'm gonna break it. So I didn't even physically touch oh, that's it. An so That's an NFT. <laughs> so just understand that content, content quality comes first and then comes uh, production quality. You hold it like somebody holding a plant. Like this is my plant. Like, well, I think if we just sum, summarize all of that right, the, um, the ability to create a beautiful video and see Brad walking around doing all like the amazing things he rolling does. Yeah, like yeah. rolling over the couch. I can never do that. Um, <laughs> that's what creates like the, the trust, right? But yeah. the competency, like we'll, we'll use Jeremy as an example. You can't watch his videos and tell that like he's very competent and that's what creates the conversion. But we keep going back to this like competency piece when we're yeah. talking about. Yeah. The competency is what creates the conversion. Yeah the ability to see someone on video is what creates the trust and makes you feel comfortable to reach out to them. Yeah. I love that. Eric, were you gonna add something? Well, I just think also with video, like when you're creating and thinking about this, your distribution has to always come in play as well because you have all of these platforms um, and while you're getting into it, you should be getting a horizontal and a vertical piece. Like you should, you almost need a checklist systematically yep. of how you can get eventually it, to it becomes necessitated all, yeah. yeah so you can actually distribute it properly properly and then you're able to use all of that data of how many views and um, all this information you're getting to show it at listing appointments to show it at fire appointments and to level up your marketing you know that kind of for me personally that seals the deal on all my listings yeah so, so i never thought about using the oh sorry real quick and then i'll so we have a little uh, pre-production checklist. You know, here's all the all the shots we want, the videos we want. I've never thought about showing that to the seller. Yeah, it's great. You should to say here's here's the shots we're gonna get. Here's what you're gonna do. Here's yeah, you know, that's a that's, that's a great. Idea. I love that. So here's what I would say, just kind of wrapping this up, so we can all eat lunch together um, and catch our planes and stuff like that. This has been an amazing couple of days. Um, I've taken away a lot of learnings. Um, I think the lesson in this one is here we're talking about long form content and really whether it's short form or long form, whatever it is. I think the, the prescriptive advice is start with something you're passionate about. Start with a few things like Christoph's advice, even Glenda Baker's. Start with a few things and see what works, see how people respond, look at the analytics. And then as you identify problems or gaps and opportunities, you start to do the research, talk to people like what we're doing here to kind of fill those gaps. I just think, but I think where most people get hung up is they're looking for the end result first. And my big takeaway is there is no end result until you start doing the thing you're passionate about. And then you'll see how does an audience respond? Oh, I've got something. I can make this better through an iterative process again and again and again. The results are always in the repetition. But you guys have been amazing. I've loved this conversation. Um, let's get lunch, yes. shall we? All right. Thank you. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.